on the field, inside the clubhouse, and everything in between. This is Brewers Weekly, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Matt Pauley. A good evening to you. Welcome into the program. It is Brewers Weekly. Have you till 9 o'clock this evening as we talk all things Milwaukee Brewers baseball. Brewers wrap up their three-game series against the Reds today. They come up short 5-1, but still take two of three in the series overall. Pretty good last three days for the Brewers as they they have all but got this thing locked up. If we're being, I know people want to get worried and, and find ways that you know you got to be concerned about what might happen. The Brewers are in really, really, really good shape right now. Uh, even with the loss today, they're leading the division, sitting at eight and a half games. This is just a uh, this is just a good spot for this team to be in, and they uh, can uh, look through this next month or so and try to do whatever they need to do to kind of ramp up and be their best self for the postseason. That's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. Um, I want to throw a question out later on. Um, I, I want to ask you, and I'll, I'll ask you to text this in on the Accurate Mortgage Talking Text Line. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. What concerns you? What worries you? Maybe it's nothing. And you know what? If it's absolutely nothing, if you're if you're on the same page with me right now, and you just feel like that this team is co- totally, completely in route to to winning the division, and they're going to be able to take momentum into it, that's fine. Um, but if you are concerned about something, maybe you're concerned about injuries. Maybe you're concerned that because they have such a big lead that they're going to maybe lose an edge or something over the final month of the season. Whatever it might be, I want to hear from you. Text me, 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Text me your concerns about the Brewers between now and whenever the season happens to come to an end, no matter how deep uh, they go in the postseason. So what are you concerned about? If you are concerned about anything, what are you concerned about? 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I will hear from you. We'll read those coming up uh, later on. Assuming we get any, maybe nobody is concerned about anything, and the text line is just going to be uh, completely silent. So that's uh, that's what I want to hear from. We will discuss the injury situation. That's that's the only kind of negative that came out of this homestand. When you lose Tyrone Taylor for an extended amount of time, you lose Eduardo Escobar for a couple weeks. Willie Adamas has sat out a couple uh, games. We'll see when he should be back sooner than later. Freddie Peralta is on the injured list right now. Uh, Brad Anderson came out today's game. It doesn't sound like it's serious. Uh, really, the only serious one is Tyrone Taylor, and the second one is Eduardo Escobar. But they have, all season long, whenever adversity has come their way, whether it's injuries, whether it's COVID, whatever it might be, every time any type of adversity comes their way, they just kind of plow through it. That's been maybe the most impressive aspect of this team, their ability to deal with adversity. So we'll get into the injury situation. Craig Council talked about it a little bit after the game uh, today. So we'll, uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into uh, what the impact of this series is, taking two out of three, snatching the hope from the Cincinnati Reds, as we talked about with Scott Warris at the end of uh, WTMJ Nights tonight. And that's what they did. That's absolutely what they did. I don't know if you saw this. I found this to be uh, really interesting. Joey Votto appeared on MLB Network. And uh, Votto was asked about the Brewers' uh, pitching staff. And Votto said on MLB Network that the Brewers' pitching staff is the toughest pitching staff he has ever faced. Number two would have been the early 2010s Phillies, but number one in his career, not just this year, but in his career, Joey Votto says the Brewers' pitching staff is the toughest he has ever faced. That means something coming from him. 
He's not a guy who's a prisoner of the moment. He's not a guy who gets stuck in hyperbole. Of every Major League Baseball player walking the face of the earth right now, he understands history and respects the game and the history of the game as much as anybody. That is that is a big, big statement from him, and I found it to be interesting. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Uh, the impact, the importance of taking two out of three from the Reds right here. We'll discuss that coming up next. This is Brewers Weekly. Back with more Brewers Weekly after this. Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. This is the team in second place. We added another game to the lead, so that's um, I think successful. Um, you know, would have been a would have been a nice one to get today. They pitched well and got a big homer. You know, they're a good they're a good team and they did enough today. That was manager Craig Council earlier today after the Brewers end up coming short against Cincinnati. They lose uh, by a 5-1 score. However, the Brewers do still take the series at 2 out of 3. Welcome back in to Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. The question that I'm asking folks to text in, and we're starting to get some responses in here, uh, what concern? you if you have any concern about this team between now and whenever the season happens to come to an end that's including the postseason what is your concern if you don't have a concern that's fine you don't have to manufacture a concern here but if you got a concern what is it and uh, we'll go through those coming up uh, later on in the program this is a really important series that the brewers just were able to take two out of three and uh, quite honestly all the brewers had to do was not get swept all the Brewers had to do was not get swept. If the Brewers would have just lost two out of three, if they would not have come back in, in game number one of the series, and if the Reds would have taken two out of three, I would be saying the exact same thing that I am saying at this very moment, that the Brewers are in perfectly good shape. They're eight and a half, what they would be uh, if they would have uh, been at, uh, if they would have lost two out of three, they would have been six and a half. Is that right? Am I doing the math correct in my head? Uh, anyways, um, yeah, they, they're fine. They're in good shape. What this series does, though, them taking two out of three, I feel like it really, this is sort of the moment in the season where you can say, and they're not going to say this publicly, that they've been to a man. Everybody says the same thing. Go, go listen to the press conferences after the games. Everybody is saying the exact same thing. Craig Council saying it. All the players are saying it. It is, it is the exact same thing being said. That their focus is just on the next game. Their focus is on winning series, going into this series. Uh, they, they they made a big deal about saying that you know it's, this isn't a more important series because it's the Reds right now. The the job of the Brewers is to simply accumulate wins, and it doesn't matter who they get those wins against. And from from like a dictionary definition standpoint, sure, I, I can go with that. That is, just go win games. Go win series. Go do that uh, the rest of the way. And they've been doing an incredible job. When you think about what this team has done since uh, the All-Star break, that's basically what they have done. They have won series after series after series. Adam McAlvey tweeted this out uh, earlier today. The Brewers' series-by-series results since the All-Star break. They have a loss against Kansas City, which for whatever reason they just did not play well against the Royals this year. You have that team every once in a while where they're not a very good team, but they have your number. 
thankfully for the Brewers, that team this year is Kansas City, a team that, what, they faced four total times. Uh, that's not the end of the world. Their only other series loss was against San Francisco, and that's a series that if Avisa Ayo Garcia doesn't drop that ball out in right field, they win the series. And if Luis Urias doesn't make a throwing error, they may sweep that series. And that's important because that's a team that you could end up facing uh, in the NLCS. And they're going to see them again. They're going on a road trip where they'll go uh, three games in Minnesota and then four against San Francisco. But this team has been incredibly consistent when it comes to just winning series over and over and over with series wins against Cincinnati, the White Sox, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Pittsburgh again, the Cubs, Pittsburgh again, St. Louis, Washington, and then Cincinnati again. That's their series run since the All-Star break. And we can't overstate the how impressive that is. Now, there's going to be some people out there that say there's a lot of bad teams in there. You got Pittsburgh, what, three times in there? You got, um, you got a Washington team in there. Okay. You can only play the teams that are on your schedule. They played a three-game series against Atlanta. Atlanta's one of the hottest teams since the All-Star break. They took two out of three there. They played a three-game series against the uh, against the, uh, Chicago. They took two out of three there. Like there, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of series against not so good teams, but it's not nothing but not so good teams. And now they take two out of three against the Reds, and they can kind of really move forward from here. Minnesota, give credit to the Twins. If you go look at what they've been doing recently, they've been having a lot of success against good teams. They've kind of fallen out of it earlier. They've been playing better here recently. But the Brewers have been playing really, really solid baseball on the road. We've made a lot about that, you know, the, the, what their record is on the road. It's incredible. They're 42-21 and 21 on the road. If they can go on this next road trip, and if they can win two out of three against Minnesota, and they can split a four-game series against San Francisco, I'm good with that. That's a really, to me, that's a really successful road trip. You don't have to go eight and two on every road trip like they did on that last one. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well at Matt Pauley on air. Text messages are continuing to roll in. Again, later on in the program, we'll go through them. Uh, what's the one thing? that really concerns you if there is. If there is, there doesn't have to be. What's the one thing that really concerns you? Maybe it's injuries. We'll discuss those next. This is Brewers Weekly. Back with more Brewers Weekly after this. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers take two out of three from Cincinnati losing today, but they still have an eight-and-a-half game lead in the division. The only lead that is bigger is the Chicago White Sox. They lead the Cleveland Indians by nine and a half games. And the White Sox haven't been playing great baseball recently. Five and five in their last ten. They've lost a good number of games. Now, admittedly, uh, they haven't had Tim Anderson a lot. He's kind of been worn down. And uh, Tony La Russa just took him out of the lineup. And the, you know what? That's a great example. Those are the things you can kind of do. The White Sox are just running away with the American League Central. Tim Anderson's kind of tired. He doesn't have his legs underneath him. So what happens? LaRusso's like, okay, I'll, we'll give him five days off. That those are the things you can do, and that's what that's what building a big division lead does for you, where you can set yourself up. So the White Sox are hopeful that they are going to have Tim Anderson at his best. It's kind of what the Brewers are doing right now with Freddie Peralta. It's what the Brewers are doing right now with Willie Adamas. These are guys that are really important to this team, and if they're sitting here, yeah, well, if this was the playoffs, Adamas would be playing. That's been kind of the, the indication that we have been given. If this was the playoffs, Adamas would be playing, but why? You, even if they would have lost two out of three against the Reds, you're still fine. 
do what you need to do to make yourself the best possible team uh, going to the postseason. So here's the injury situation right now for the Brewers. You have Willie Adamas, not on the injured list, but has missed the last couple games. Uh, you have Tyrone Taylor, who's going to be out an extended amount of time, probably a month or so. you got Eduardo Escobar, who's going to be out probably about two weeks. Um, Brett Anderson came out of the uh, came out of the game today. Doesn't sound like that's going to be a major issue, but it's it's something to certainly take note of. Freddie Peralta on the injured list. He'll probably be active for the next homestand, so don't expect to see him to pitch against uh, Minnesota or San Francisco. But when the Brewers are back in uh, from September, what uh, September third through eighth against St. Louis and Philly, probably back at, at, at some point then. Significant names, core members of this team dealing with injuries. Uh, despite that, manager Craig Council talking about it earlier today, and it's uh, it's pretty clear he's not overly worried about the injury situation right now. I think we're in good shape, you know, and as days go by, you feel like you're getting in better shape. So, you know, the Escobar news has been really positive so far. Um, so we're, we're in good shape there. I, don't, I think I don't think any, Brett's going to be anything serious. You know, Willie continues to feel better. So injuries are a part of every team's daily grind through the season. We had a couple of things hit during this homestand. Nothing of too much significance. Freddie's on the mend really well. So our injury news to me is positive. Um, we have some. We, we were really healthy for about a week, you know, but this is what happens to most teams. This is what happens to every team. And, and so it's, it's part of a season that you anticipate, really. And one of the greatest qualities of this Brewers team this year has been their ability to just deal with whatever adversity might be coming their way. And they have dealt with injuries. Early on in the season, it was ridiculous how many injuries they had and the number of guys who were on the injured list. It's been a little bit better, but they're, they're still popping up, obviously. The COVID situation there for a while really took a bite out of this team. And there's some losses there. There's probably two losses there that they don't lose those games if they didn't have the COVID situation. But that being said, they still won a lot of games during that period. And uh, Council said earlier today that the team really just continues to fight through all of these things that pop up and try to get in their way. We're in good shape. I mean, we're, look, we just took two out of three again. We won another series. We're on, we're, we've been very consistent. The consistent play continues. Challenges, of course, man, there's going to be them where we're going to face them. And they, we, you know, you don't plan on challenges, but you know they're coming. Uh, and the injury thing is, is one little one. But, you know, we've continued to put ourselves in a good position. And it's on to the next challenge. How many... Um... How many managers who are dealing with the number of injuries that the Brewers are dealing with would refer to them? Ah, it's just it's one little thing that you're dealing with. You don't have your starting third baseman. You don't have a guy who's been great in the outfield. You don't have one of your top three pitchers who has been one of the best in the National League. Um, <laughs> you don't have your shortstop who's in the MVP conversation. You don't have all these guys. Ah, just a little thing. Just these injuries. Just a little thing. Eight five five six one six one six twenty eight five five six one six one six twenty. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet at me as well at Matt Pauley on air. M A T T P A U L E Y on air. Text messages are continuing to come in. In about ten minutes, we'll start going through them. Uh, what concerns you? Does any? If something does concern you, what concerns you about this team as they continue to roll towards the postseason? Got some phone calls on the line. We'll get to those coming up in just a moment as well. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. More Brewers Weekly coming up on WTMJ. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers have an eight and a half game lead in the National League Central. Could you believe that? 
I, I was one of the most optimistic people out there about the team going into this season. We can we can go back to the tapes. I can tell you exactly what I said. I said that I thought the Brewers and the Cardinals were the two best teams in the division, and come August 1st or so, they would be battling it out for the division. That's That was my prediction going into this year. Uh, I did not see the Reds playing as well as they are. I've said this a million times. I still think the Cardinals are better than the Reds, but the Reds have, have outplayed the Cardinals this year. The uh, the numbers speak for themselves, and the Reds are four games better than the Cardinals, so you, you give them credit where credit is due. If if there's a playoff series and each team is at 100%, and that includes the Cardinals having Jack Flaherty, and he's back on the injured list, so who knows what's going to happen there. I still would take the Cardinals, but the Reds have played over uh, over their season this year uh, much better than the Cardinals, and you give them credit for that. Never, never did I think that the Brewers on August 26th would be 78-50 and 50 with an eight-and-a-half game lead in the division. It's crazy. It's just crazy. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Let's go to the phones. Doug is in Baraboo. Hey, Doug, you're on WTMJ. Yeah, good evening, Matt. Uh, boy, that uh, comment you mentioned about Votto, that, that is really something. He's, he's given us fits over the years, and you got to respect that guy. To make a comment like that, that's that's tremendous. Now, your question about uh, the concerns, my, my only concern is Bradley Jr. And I I know um, I'm not contradicting myself right now because I know we got guys out, so he's got to be in there. But his offensive output, when he was signed, I thought that was a great a great move. But I I don't know. I we just I got home about an hour ago. It was our from our 35th game, and he just seems to really struggle at the plate, and especially in key situations like last night. You got a couple guys second and third, and strikes out today. He strikes out. Um, I don't know when everybody. I know you got to play him now because the other guys are, are down a little bit. But when everybody's healthy, um, I, you know, unless he's going to come through like uh, he did with Boston in October, that that's my only concern: his offensive output. Yeah, Doug, your biggest concern about this team is their fifth outfielder. Yeah, everything is great. Yeah. <laughs> that's. I mean, I'm not trying to like. Make fun of you on it, but that's that's the bottom line. A guy who may not even be on the playoff roster—that's your biggest concern. Like that—that's kind of where that is a microcosm of how well this team has played this year. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know. Yeah. I'm just. I well, I follow it every day. I watch the numbers every day, and I, I, it just—I I feel bad for the guy actually because he—he just looks like he's lost at the plate. I, I don't know. I, I'm not a Bradley Junior hater, but uh, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Everything else was great. Yeah, Doug, I appreciate the phone call. And that's the that's the biggest uh, enigma on this roster is Bradley, and I, I was with Doug. Like I thought that was a huge signing when they brought him in. You know, you're coming into a year where Lorenzo Cain had sat out last season, so you weren't totally sure uh, how much he was going to be able to play, what he would look like. What you know, when you get to that kind of age, when you're Cain, there's just you don't know what missing almost an entire season is going to do to you, and it just felt like that Bradley was going to be such a big part of this team. And when you look at the makeup of this team, now look, a I think he deserves credit. He has never once taken his offensive struggles into the field. He has been an elite defensive outfielder every moment that he has played for the Brewers. 
And I think he deserves credit for that. I think that's easier said than done. We have seen it a million times where a guy who's struggling at the plate or struggling in one aspect of the game brings that to another aspect of the game. It's a very normal, very human thing. And Bradley has been able to kind of compartmentalize all the different aspects of his game. He's still been a good base runner. He's still been a good uh, defensive outfielder. He's done all those things. And he's had moments, but he's hitting 172. He's hitting 172. It's just he hasn't done it this year. Uh, when you put together a playoff roster, sometimes you have you know you have that guy on your you know, in a perfect world probably he's on the roster because if you've got a one run lead in the ninth inning, you probably like to have an outfield that has both Lorenzo Cain and Jackie Bradley Jr. out there if you're really gonna you know if it's a one nothing game or something like that where all of a sudden your your defensive ability and your fielding ability means that much more. You'd like to have him out there, but I don't think there's any guarantee that he's going to be on the postseason roster, depending on what he does. And the other big question is, and this, I'm putting the card in front of the horse here. He signed a two-year deal for, uh, but he's got an opt-out. The money he's making from the Brewers is probably more than what he's going to get on the free agent market. So, does he come back next year? Because that's probably the prudent financial decision. Or does he opt out because of his lack of success this year and try to go somewhere else where he feels like maybe he's going to have more success? That's a really tough question. I don't think that's an easy question at all. And there's no guarantee for him that if he opts out and goes somewhere else that he will have more success. But again, he's got a track record. And the other side of it is, you know, the track record includes some pretty solid performances uh, in, the Amer- in, in the postseason. Uh, what he was a he was an ALCS MVP, right? So I mean he's he's been really good in the postseason, but it's been it's been odd. It's been really really odd to see him struggle as uh, as much as he has. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. The Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Let's grab one more phone call real quick. Mitch is in Sturgeon Bay. Hey Mitch, you're on WTMJ. Well, good evening. I texted you this, but I'll follow up and call you. And uh, this follows up on what I thought was kind of an eye-opening comment by Joey Votto, who ought to know who a tough pitcher is or a tough pitching staff is. And so my concern is um, throughout the season, whether they were hitting very well in the beginning or that they're scoring lots of runs now, their baseline uh, metric is outstanding starting pitching, reliable relief pitching, a great closer. As you get into the playoffs, and and they're piecing this together really nicely with their all-hands-on-deck approach to win all these games. It's great, but when you get into the playoffs, you're facing everybody's top three pitchers, and really what's going to get you possibly to the World Series is your top three has got to be better than their top three because offenses get shut down pretty easily and so forth. I'd hate to see any type of injury upset the Brewers' Uh, starting staff, or certainly you wouldn't want anything to happen to the last three guys that finished those games, including haters. So I guess that would be my concern is that pitching staff has to stay healthy if these guys are going to get to the World Series. Yeah, Mitch, I I think you're right. And, again, I... The Brewers deserve so much credit. I know that Freddie Peralta is on the injured list right now, but he's he's just got a sore shoulder. He's he's never thrown this many innings in his career. Of course, he's got a sore shoulder. Um, that, that that's going to happen. You look around baseball, and pitchers are going down everywhere. And the Brewers have been they've had lots of injuries this year, but their key pitchers for the most part have stayed healthy. 
Peralta's on the injured list right now, uh, dealing with a, just a, a sore shoulder. Again, I, I, this is not as big of a deal. If the Brewers are in a fight, maybe he's coming back a little bit sooner. If he's got more of a track record, throwing more innings in a season, maybe it's a little bit different. But they're obviously handling him with, with very tender gloves right now. Uh, Corbin Burns spent some time on the injured list because of the COVID stuff. Uh, but that's they have kept these guys healthy, and that's that's huge. They, uh, I, if you are somebody when a starting pitcher is going really really well, and maybe he gets pulled out of the game a little early, and you're yelling at your radio, you're yelling at your TV about Craig Council taking a guy out early, I, I would tell you to pump the brakes because look at the health track record this year of the Brewers and what they have done with pitching. Now, there's still still a lot of time left in the season, and a lot of things can happen, and you continue to knock on wood, that's going to be okay. But the Brewers have not dealt with some of the injuries in their rotation that a lot of teams across baseball have. So, yeah, that's I think Mitch is right. That's, that's the thing. If this team is going to go on a deep run in the postseason, if this team is going to win the World Series, it's okay. It's okay to talk about this team potentially winning a World Series. This team is a legitimate World Series contender. For them to win the World Series, those three guys, Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, they need to be at their best and pitching at a very consistent level. That's why it was a big deal yesterday that Woodruff pitched so well. Because his last two starts before then had not been great. They've been okay. He's we, we hold these guys to such a high standard. When you really break down what he had done in his last two starts, it wasn't bad. But he was back to his dominating self yesterday. And that's what you want to see. Because Mitch is right. It's your best against their best. And all of a sudden, if you're in the NLCS, if you're in the World Series, you're going to be facing some really, really, really good pitching. So your pitching has to be just as good. We're back with more in a moment. We'll start going through those text messages. This is Brewers Weekly. More Brewers Weekly coming up on WTMJ. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers get set to open up a three-game series in Minnesota. Then they'll go play four games against San Francisco. That's going to be fun. We're going to have some late-night baseball next week. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday will be at 8.45 first pitches. That means Brewers extra innings on those nights. We'll probably get going. Best-case scenario, 12.30. Can't wait. Worst-case scenario, 2 a.m. Can't wait. We'll be saying hello to... Gene and Jane and Brian. Well, I, that that's happened before. the The latest I think I've ever gone on Brewers extra innings. A few years back, they were in Anaheim taking on the Angels, and I, I don't remember the details of it. I don't know if it was extra innings or, or what it had to be extra innings or a rain delay. I don't know what it was, but I think we ended at four in the morning. I don't think you were around yet, there, Greg. Man, that's uh. That's a late night slash early morning. I remember and, I remember some Rockies games going some pre, like 2.30 show at times. Yeah, well, that's because 27 runs score per game when you're playing at Coors Field. It's, <laughs> it's very true. Work. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get to some of these text messages. We opened up the uh, text line at the beginning of the show. My question to you, because I think the Brewers are in fantastic shape. They are en route to winning the division. They have an eight-and-a-half game lead in the division. So I asked you... What concerns you? Here is uh, here's some of the answers. A text from the 9-2-0. Mental errors on defense scare me. This has been a really, really good defensive team in terms of them making impact defensive plays. Uh, they have not been a great defensive team in terms of fielding percentage. 
uh, they, some of the routine plays are not made. Luis Urias has been a, a big part of that with the, the fielding airs early on in the season, but uh, and, and they brought in Willie Adamas, and he's done a really nice job kind of just calming the waters, I think, at shortstop from a defensive standpoint in addition to everything else he does. I am a little bit concerned. I think um, Rowdy Telez has not played well recently. Telez is in a, in a, a big, big slump. Uh, he was going so well. And now all of a sudden his numbers with the Brewers have kind of, uh, they have fallen off. Uh, he has not hit a home run for a while. Uh, his hits overall, he he has two hits over the course of his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games during that time. His uh, average with the Brewers has dropped from 251 to 238. So um, they're going to need Eduardo Escobar at first base. They're going to, especially if Telez continues kind of going down the path he's on, and yeah, they're going to get Daniel Vogel back, back at some point. I think, there's, I think they're going to find a way to have both those guys on the roster. That's the feeling I get right now. That's going to take some maneuvering. Right now, Vogelback's not on the 40-man roster because he's on the 60-day injured list. Um, and maybe Vogelback gives you something at first base. Maybe Telez turns it back on. All those things can happen. But the most consistent hitter you have who can play first base uh, is, is Eduardo Escobar. And we have seen him do everything at first base well except make those picks on, on the balls in the dirt. That's, that's a really tough play to make. And for a guy who's never played first base, you're asking him to do that. So I, I think defensively, if there's something that maybe worries me, it's what you're going to get out of first base uh, if, if, if Escobar is over there. Um, Taylor in River Hills. A playoff hitting slump, especially by Yelich, that could affect the rest of the lineup. See, here's what I would say, and I think uh, Mitch and Sturgeon Bay, I think it was Mitch, or was it, uh, I don't know if it was the MitchCard.com, sorry. I think it was Mitch, who uh, made reference to uh, facing off against top three hitters. Offense goes down more often than not in the playoffs. It just does. There's, there's really low-scoring games. So you can go into a hitting slump, and if your pitching continues to pitch at the high level that it's been pitching, you can be okay. You got to find a way to scratch across a few runs. Sometimes that's the way you win some uh, some playoff games. Uh, Chuck and Southside. The only real concern is injuries and another COVID outbreak. Um, that's uh, yeah. And we don't know enough about COVID to know what it can do. You know the the breakthrough cases and the the most important thing is the the vast majority of guys on the Brewers who got COVID, it really didn't impact them that much. They were vaccinated, and uh, they they had some symptoms for a couple days, and they eventually come back from it. And, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not making this political, but everything you read says that having the vaccine severely limits the, uh, the impact that it has on you. You hope that that is true for these guys, and that's part of why they've been able to come back and, and be effective. Now, some guys it has impacted in, in a tough way. Jandel Gustave still is not back. And he was hit relatively hard, from what we uh, from what we understand. Uh, some other guys just kind of lose taste, or they, uh, they you know they got a runny nose for a couple of days, and they go from there. Doug Texton says, um, "What worries me is going against left-handers in the playoffs, especially against Atlanta in the first series. They have two good left-handers in the starting rotation. The Brewers have not. They have not been as good against lefties. Doug's right. We've talked about that a lot on on Brewers extra innings." Um, that's something that they got to get better against. And I, I've said I, I hope they face just a ton of lefties 
between now and the end of the season because figure out who's going to do what against lefties so you can put together your best lineup. But at the same time, that, that best lineup against left-handers includes Eduardo Escobar, and uh, Escobar is going to be out for a couple weeks. Text from the 414 says uh, a long losing streak. I, knock on wood. Again, it's, you feel like you're messing with the baseball gods when you think, say things like I'm about to say, but the way this team is built with the pitching, we said this from the start of this year. Like As soon as we saw that Brandon Woodruff, Corbin, like even even before we knew that Freddie Peralta was going to be who he was this year, even when we were just talking about the top of the rotation with Woodruff and Burns, we talked about this being a team that's going to be hard for them to go on a long losing streak because of those pitchers that they've got coming around. And I I continue to, uh, to, to absolutely believe that. And we probably don't give enough credit to that second group of starting pitchers. Adrian Hauser has been really good. Eric Lauer's been good. Brett Anderson's been good. Ashby's been good. You know, these are you're going seven deep right now in a rotation where you feel like any of these guys can go keep, at the very worst, at the very worst, any of these guys can keep you in a game. And that's uh that's what you like to see. They, the, the starting pitching is just and that's gonna be something that's gonna be really interesting to see when they put together a postseason roster. Because you're not going to have how many of these starting pitchers who are not the top three are going to stay on the roster as bullpen pitchers, and how many of them are just going to not be on the playoff roster because you're not going to need them, and you have to feel comfortable moving some of these starters into bullpen roles, and that's not always the easiest thing, especially when you've been a bullpen guy all year. Like, is, does Brett Anderson go to the bullpen? He, to me, he doesn't profile as somebody that would go to the bullpen. But maybe maybe you keep him there. Maybe he's your insurance policy in case you get a um, a tough start or something. I don't know. We'll we'll be discussing that a lot more coming up later on. All right, one more break. We'll come back and wrap up the program. This is Brewers Externals. This is Brewers Weekly with Matt Foley on WTMJ. I got to put money in the curse jar. I said Brewers Externals, not Brewers Weekly. Going to that last break, it happened. I think that's the second time it's happened this uh, this season. Generally, I'm better. Generally, I'm better than that. It just yeah, for whatever reason, I messed that one up. Got a tweet. Um, no, not ready to call the division for the Brewers. Red's a pretty good team. I remember the Mets blowing past the Cubs in 1969. It was painful for Cubs fans. If if you are recalling back to 1969 as a reason that you think that uh, the Reds still have a shot in this division, I would just say there's been a lot of baseball played since then, and it, it, the Brewers are fine. I, I This is their division. That barring just a ridiculously bad thing happening, like beyond what we could even think about, this they, they've got the division. They're fine. Hopefully, we don't have to replay that at the end of the season and just drag me through the mud, right? Uh, Brewers are going to open up a series against Minnesota coming up tomorrow. Pitching matchup in game number one. Eric Lauer will go for the crew. Lefties four and four, three point five nine ERA. Andrew Albers will get the start for the Twins. No record, 2.25 ERA. 7-10, first pitch tomorrow. Our coverage begin with Brewers warm-up at 6 o'clock. I'll talk to you after the game for uh, Brewers Extra Innings. It will be Brewers Extra Innings tomorrow here on WTMJ.